Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, Cuse Nation? Thanks for tuning in to the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe. If you're like me, you might say, well, it's too early to talk about football. And you might be right, but if you're like Joe, uh, you do a podcast. So we're here to talk about the spring game. Uh, We'll go over, I guess, some of what we did offensively. And then we um, we will go over some of the roster stuff and wrap it up um, with that so you know we learned almost nothing if you didn't go there right I mean you got to yeah you got to get online and, and see what happened and you know you could follow it like that but this was the first year it wasn't streamed you had Hoff Richter he led off scoring he hit a 30-yard field goal and then you had Welch to Ravian Pierce for 15-yard TD and then you had another field goal by Andre. Help me out here. Help me out here. Sismet. Sismet. Okay, there we go. 30, That'd be my guess. 35 yards. And then Chance and me ran for a 10-yard touchdown. Strickland, right after he, after he burst ahead for about 18, he ran it in from short distance. And then you had the moment of the night where Rex Culpepper taking the final series and taking the field and a standing ovation, and then he threw a touchdown pass to Ravian Pierce. So Ravian yeah. Pierce snagging him. He looked good, apparently. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> you know, what do you, what do you really learn, though, Joe, other than just having this just be a traditional game and, you know, getting out there and getting these guys some reps early in the spring and kind of having a fan night and stuff? I mean, what do you really learn from it, though, you know? Uh, I don't think you really learn too much. Maybe some depth chart stuff, but usually the plays are, you know, the play calls are pretty vanilla. We went our ones versus our twos, and Babers kind of brought that up because he didn't want you go ones versus ones and you get a a crazy collision play or something happens, then you're down two starters. So that's one of the reasons why he he had the ones go versus uh, the twos and stuff like that. So it's more or less to give the fans, you know, a look at, at what the team is, a little bit of what next year's team is, and some of the up, upcoming um, players that are freshmen and, and newer faces, but also the ones that are going to step up and take some of those uh, players that have left their spots. So I think it's more for the fans and just the visual and getting out there and, you know, getting in the dome and stuff like that. So that was the first time that they've been in the dome this year in the spring. So, yeah. And, you know, the dome has been through some changes the past couple of weeks, right? We had. Mm-hmm. 
Monster Jam was there, and right. you know, so you know, it, it, getting those piles of dirt out and everything turned it back into a football field. It's amazing, kind of. Oh yeah. So, you know, we had a couple guys who didn't play. Obviously, Dungey didn't take the field. He was dressed, but didn't take the field. Two defensive yeah. ends, Kendall Coleman. And Brandon Barry didn't take the field. Uh, Tyrell Richards, linebacker, did not take the field. And Sherrod Johnson, wide receiver, didn't take the field to play. So, I mean, what was that? What's what's up with that? No, uh, I don't. There's nothing serious. Or, no, okay. No, yeah, no, nothing serious. Babers, he he and Babers uh, in the little presser uh, that he had after the spring game, he kind of let everybody know that it was just basically precautionary. Uh, they're going to be fine for the beginning of next, uh, like the. Uh, fall practice and stuff so i mean and as far as dungey goes he said he's just he hasn't been 100 percent, and i guess he's had a great spring and we know he's going to be the starter as long as he's healthy so really unnecessary for him to play especially with the depth or you know mahoney he, he's been our backup for the past couple of years dungey's never played you know a full season without getting injured so he's probably better off for for the coach to see what you know chance of me has and and welch and and uh, DeVito to see who's going to, you know, build this this backup in the depth there so that if Dungey does go down, we're not going to worry about it. And as far as um, Kendall Coleman and Barry, it's the same thing. Ken- Kendall Coleman's projected to be a starter at the end, and uh, Brandon Barry is going to be a rotational guy. So these are just guys that, that they're going to step in. Sherrod Johnson, he's been talked about in the spring, but he got a little nicked up last week, and they're talking about he might be able to turn some heads uh, in that um, big old question mark of the receiver's positions. But – um, again, they're nothing serious. It's the they'll be back. So, yeah. And what do you think about the um, quarterback situation? I mean, it's like five quarterbacks. Yeah, <laughs> right. Well, that's. I mean, you can never have enough quarterbacks. That's, as far as I look at it, uh, right? Yeah. And as in in our you know recent future or recent sorry future recent history, we've just had nothing but just quarterbacks get hurt and young freshmen come in who really can't physically take it. You know, they played their hearts out, but we got to be able to, to build some depth so that we can, someone gets nicked up. We can, I mean, we can come, you know, bring somebody in better than a Mahoney. You know, he's, he came in right. the past couple of years and he did it the best that he could, but right. But but these, he did do okay though. Like, I mean, he's just so inconsistent though, but he started off really strong in that one game. I think he came in, I think it was Georgia tech. Last year started really no. strong, huh? Wasn't Georgia? I don't Tech? think it was. I don't think it was Georgia Tech, but uh, I mean, he has he has started strong. He's he's played good, but he's also he's very limited. So yeah, he's very limited. Well, right. You know, you've got Dungy, you got Dungy in in Devito, are two totally different types of quarterbacks. You got Devito's more of the pocket passer type, and you know, Dungy, he's just a maniac. So yeah, well, from from what I from what I heard yesterday, I mean, Devito definitely has. The athleticism to to move. He's not a statue quarterback in there. You know, he's not going to be. I mean, he can definitely get out of the to the other pocket and make some plays, prolong the plays a little bit. Chance of me can is definitely um, an athlete, and he can definitely do things like that. They said uh, one of my buddies I talked to said that um, he was one of the more impressive quarterbacks, but a lot of it was just because of the plays that he was making with his feet when plays broke down because he's not quite there yet to make the decision fast enough. But he was still. Doing okay. So, um, and obviously, I mean, Welch, he didn't play bad. So, but the one thing that I did read though is um, Babers uh, purposely put Devito up against our number one, uh, our number one defense. So Devito was playing with the number twos. That's impressive. I mean, what do you what do you think about him getting worked in the mix, even when Dungy's healthy? You think that's a possibility, or 
Do you uh, do you do you think that he's just going to be a straight backup? Well, I think I think that it's just going to be a straight backup. Really? I think. I'm a yeah, I do. I think you know, the only thing is, is because they're not really close in in how much time they have. You know, Dungey's a senior; he's right. been running he's this show for a little while. So, yeah, I just don't see. I know, if it was a situation where you had maybe two freshmen or two sophomores, and they both had, you know, one wasn't over the other, and you could do it without, you know, messing up your game plan. In our situation, we go so fast to just sub a quarterback out in the middle of, you know. Or you want it, you know, you're, it's based off momentum as well, and you know, you don't want to just take a quarterback out or switch, you know, switch uh, possessions. So you just really don't want to mess with that. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, um, I mean, Devito could be. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. He could be a great player, but I don't really expect to see him in there like that unless Dungey gets hurt. All right. Well, anything else to wrap up? Final thought on the uh, on the game itself or anything like that? Well, just uh, a couple things that I that I saw. Uh, the leading tackler was a redshirt freshman, Eric Coley, actually one of our um, defensive coaches' sons. He was he was uh, kind of that kind of impressed me because I know with the D backs there's a little I mean the, the, you don't know where the depth's going to come from we got a lot of guys back there but we don't know who's going to you know get the possessions get the reps but also um, the running game and uh, Tristan Jackson who although we have to wait a whole year for you know to watch him play um, two out of his three catches he caught the ball and after the catch turned and made a 20 yard plus gain so. Uh, he showed glimpses of the playmaker that he is and why he went to Michigan State from the beginning, um, or he had the talent to go to Michigan State. But he's definitely going to be someone to look forward to. Obviously not this year. It's going to be going to be a, a year, but um, he definitely showed some brilliance. So, And other than that, then just, you know, obviously Culpepper and the way that it ended was just awesome. So, Yeah, well, let's talk about Rex Culpepper. He's going to enter another five-day, 25-hour session of chemotherapy on Monday. Mm-hmm. So I guess, you know, he's had a few weeks off and he looks healthy. And obviously, if you didn't know, I'm sorry, he has um, a very treatable form of testicular cancer. So, yes, and he is he's doing good. And they think that this next round of chemo should be it. And he should be finished up by June, June 1st and cleared for practice for fall. No. Well, I mean, you say. Very curable, but cancer still scary as you oh, know. Ab- so, absolutely, um, absolutely. Just that word. So, I mean, from my from what I read, it said that he was going to have uh, five different cycles of um, of chemo, but I don't know if that has changed since then. Yeah, but no, I do know not- he had his first round uh, two weeks ago, and that he is going for his second round. Um, 
but just, I mean, <laughs> for him to be able to have, you know, the strength and the wherewithal and stuff like that to, uh, to even be able to practice and come in and be able to do that, you know, Babers was talking about not even really letting him play because he didn't want him chance getting him hurt. And now he's going through chemotherapy and he's got a nurse, a, a torn ACL, you know, <laughs> that would be just double yeah. trouble. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's, but he did let him come in, you know, obviously the last couple of plays and just to have that moment, I think, I mean, it's a good thing. I hope that um, that everything works out. It's a, definitely a motivational thing, and I just think it's it could be one of those things where the, the team kind of, you know, it's it's kind of a motivational factor for the team as it goes because the guy seems like a real likable guy, and um, everyone's really cheering for him and rooting for him you know, to get to get better and get back on the field. So hopefully, this will be a little motivational factor and, and something for our team to maybe play a little bit harder for. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you know, overversity, uh, overcoming adversity is always a huge motivator, especially when you're playing for a teammate that's going through something tough like that. You know. Yeah, and you know, and think about it. He's going to be there, whether he's going to be be able to do the workouts or not. He's going to be there in the summer workouts. He's going to be there. I mean, he's look what he's battling through the summer, and if just the, the players from the team can gain any type of strength and motivation from him and work as hard as he's going to work in the, in the summer, then, I mean, you know, that's just, it's one of those things, you know, if I was Rex Culpepper, that's what I would do. I would go in and challenge everybody to, to work as hard as he's going to have to work for the summer to get prepared for the next year. And, and like I said, this could be a real, real positive thing that comes out of, uh, out of this for both Rex Culpepper and, you know, the whole Syracuse football family, you know? So. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, motivational for sure. And, um, all right, well, going into spring games over, going into summer workouts yeah. and stuff, you know, what do you think? I mean, how's the depth and where are we? Obviously, we've got, we're good at the quarterback position. Where else yeah, are we right. good? We're a little thin at wide receiver. Um, Ooh, yeah. So, what else? Where are we? Where are we good? What needs work? You definitely hit it with the quarterbacks. I think, obviously, we're all going to have to wait. Hold our breath, hope Eric Dungey doesn't get hurt, and wait to kind of see what happens if he does have to get replaced. But I think we're all pretty comfortable with what we have in quarterback, and I don't want to speak for a lot of other people, but between Strickland and Mo Neal, Markenzie Pierre from last year, and some of the running backs we got coming in, I think you know if we got to rely on on Strickland and Mo Neal, I'm I'm pretty confident in that too. You know, um, obviously, running back's one of those positions where anybody can emerge, so you never know if you get get a guy that you know, you get a little diamond in the rough, you know, comes in and, and plays better. But <clears throat> I'm okay with Strickland and Neal. I don't know how you felt about him last year. Um, oh, well, obviously, I, mean, what I, you loved, think? I loved Strickland last year. I thought he was great. Yeah, and Mo Neal, I mean, he's a, he's a little guy, but he's shifty. He's a home run hitter. He can make some big plays. Um, yeah, you got to think, you know, we obviously weren't hitting at full speed yesterday or last night, and we're just going to have to wait to see, but – you know, as long as they stay healthy, I don't see, especially Mo Neal, I mean, he's going to be, you know, they're both going to improve. They, I mean, what are they, mm-hmm. uh, junior, sophomore? So, um, yeah, well, um, yeah that's just, and they, 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 I think Strickland's a senior. Okay, yeah, and I'm sorry, Strickland's a senior and Mo Neal's uh, a, a junior. junior. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but still, I mean, they they, they can catch the ball out of the backfield. They're, they've proven to be... You know, pretty good running backs in our system, and until we can get depth and find find some people that can get in there and pound the rock like he really wants to, and you know, in between the tackles, then this is the kind of what we got to live by right now. So, 
But I'm okay with that. And then we talk about you know you you brought up the receivers. That's that's a good question because that's going to be the biggest question mark. And do you know he's he's always pretty confident that someone's going to kind of separate themselves from the group when when something like this comes up. But I mean, when you look at the amount of receptions and even targets that went to Ish and Irv last year, you know the balls they caught and they didn't catch. That's a lot of targets. That's that's going to have to get made up. And I think we saw a little bit with the spring game that um, one person that's going to probably get more targets is Ravion Pierce out of the uh, tight end spot. Um, yeah, he, he had a he, he had a decent yeah he had a decent year last year. Um, and he but he didn't get a lot of looks because we had other other players, other playmakers, and he was still in his first year of learning the system. But this year, I expect him to be. Uh, I mean, he might be. He might be an NFL uh, tight end, you know, and, and with him being here and being able to work with uh, Dungy uh, in the offseason, I think he's going to have a great, great year. So he's going to be able to, to help us a little bit with the receiver situation. But, you know, we have the usual suspects that are still here from last year with Riley and, and Devin Butler and Custis. And, you know, we just got to hope that they can either carry the load or. You know, other guys are going to step up, and and I have a feeling that this could be like from a week. This could be like a week by week basis, even when we get into the to the regular season. I really do. So, yeah. Well, yeah. Obviously, we're just you know we're we're here because we can be here to give to just give our input and put out right, some right, content right. and you know talk spring game stuff. There's going to be more. You know, there'll probably be another. Roster update for basketball and probably, you know, a couple yeah, more. Yeah, for, yeah. For I mean, football, the news so. changes and, yeah. and you see it and you see it go through. So, I mean. So, all in but, all, what, go ahead. No, I was just going to say with the receiver thing, I mean, they had in the beginning of spring practice, they had Antoine Cordier, you know, starting safety for the past couple of years, albeit he's been injured. They had him trying out over at the slot receivers. So, they moved Custis from the outside to the inside. So, there's some things that, um, that I think they're still worried about as far as trying to try to replace, but we have some guys coming in and when we have a big pool of players, so I'm not crazy worried about it. It's just the answers haven't, haven't been made yet. So um, it's definitely um, a position of concern, but only because we don't have the answers yet. I, I kind of have confidence in the fact that there will be answers uh, when push comes to shove. So, and then with uh, the offensive line, I think it's going to be pretty much right on par with, with where we were last year, maybe a little bit better because we're getting uh, our redshirt senior Aaron Roberts back, who he was supposed to be probably our best lineman who was supposed to be our starter last year and he tore his ACL in the spring. So I think our offensive line will definitely be bigger, faster, stronger, but it shouldn't be better or shouldn't be as as bad or worse than we were last year. So there definitely should be improvement there. So offensive-wise, I think – we're going to be looking good other than just basically filling in wide receivers and injuries per usual defensive wise. I'm fine with our defensive line. Uh, our secondary it's again, it's one of those situations like our offensive line where because of the depth that we have coming back, we're not going to be, there's no reason why we should be as bad as we've been the past couple of years. We shouldn't be as bad as last year. Um, there should be an improved unit uh, with more depth. And so really, again, uh, you know, the only other question mark, just like receivers is, is linebackers and uh, who's going to take our three to four seniors that uh, that left last year, their spots. So um, we're wide receivers and linebackers to me are the big biggest questions. But again, um, you always want to kind of look for the, those players that are going to step up and the younger guys that might be able to come up and be better than, than the older guys. And um, that's happened in the past. It's happening less and less because papers are starting to get more of his guys, but it can still happen. So, 
Still lots of lots, still lots of go on and yeah, uh, totally. with summer workouts and stuff like that. I mean, players can get really a lot a lot more bigger, faster, stronger in an off season like that when that's all they're really concentrating on. So that and techniques. So that's really what we got to look forward to right now. And the fact uh, that we still have three scholarships available. I think one is still being waited on uh, as far as Jawar Jordan, who's a running back out of the Arizona area um, or state of Arizona, I should say. And uh, still waiting for his, his classes and to become academically uh, eligible. And uh, I believe there's a defensive lineman out of um, Florida. That's kind of the same situation, just waiting for his grades, but where we have a scholarship waiting and there's a junior college safety. I think Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> uh, yeah, he I think he actually was at the spring game visiting. And um, I think that's those are the three that if 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 our coaches could have, they would they would take. But it'll be interesting to kind of see with that. So a couple little things to, to, to look out for. But um, definitely, I'm, I like, you know, me with football. I'm excited. I can't speak for you. Yeah, but. You're you're a little too excited. Hey, I, I am. I get it. I get it. I'm just not with you. I'll get there. I'll get there. Speaking of people visiting, we did have Bryce Golden come and make a visit. And while he was there, he actually someone came out. I get Corey Evans. I don't know who okay. this. I don't know who this guy is, but he had come out and said uh, that Bryce has narrowed it down to four choices: Syracuse, Butler, Georgetown, and Illinois. Uh, yep. Per per sources, so and Bryce Golden, if you don't know, he's the uh, one time pit commit, and he uh, asked to be released, and essentially became a free agent, basically. So, he's, oh yeah, and and <laughs> it's since we since our last podcast, actually, there's been obviously more stories, more um, things have been talked about. Pretty much every Syracuse uh, sports site and yeah, writer yeah. has kind of hit on it a little bit, but um. You know, they've put out more more of the videos of him, and apparently I was all wrong about the guy. I mean, I was right about some of the stuff, but I guess the guy can shoot threes, so that's... Yeah, he was nailing some. I, put, I put, posted some videos, so some live shots of him just running back, taking a pass, and putting up a quick shot, and he was nailing them. Yeah, and that's uh, that's the type of guy, that's the type of player that will help, help spread the floor out a little bit. If you remember, there's a bunch of times last year when... We uh, some of our guys Brissette battle. They try to drive, and there's just other teams players just wait in there because uh, we got like a player like a Dolce or a Moyer who um, doesn't have the range in the outside. So when they're out there to spread the court, their defenders don't even go with them anyway. So all it really does is clog the middle for our drivers. And having a player with that height and that size that can play the wing and then step out there and shoot a three, you know, obviously like Basley could. Um, he's not as good as base he's going to be, but he's definitely at this at this time in the game to possibly have a chance to get a guy like this. It's 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 kind of awesome, and and it usually doesn't happen that much unless there's something like this where a player gets released because their coach gets fired. So um, it would be crucial and 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 real good uh good news, good recruiting news for the yeah he's 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 for once he's a a force in the paint with something th- with some some muscle someone who can really you know push back under under the basket and you know right kind of miss that so i really i really hope we get this dude i really do i (laughs) you know the longer this goes on the more and more we talk about it the more and more i want him right exactly exactly so all right well we will i mean news breaks we'll be back so we'll just let it pile up for a little bit and then we'll throw out another episode 
Yeah, news breaks, anything. Right now, Syracuse lacrosse, 4-4 four to four against North Carolina in third quarter. It's on ESPNU. Check it out. Yeah, that's right. So in uh, Syracuse lacrosse, Ben, you know, they I guess they they – they what lost against Cornell and then um, yeah, but, they're six yeah. and they're six and four, ranked six seventh four, yeah. right now. Is yeah. what I'm seeing. All right, that is it for your spring game episode. Rex Culpepper, Cuse Nation is with you as you start your treatment again next week. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. Peace. You just heard the Cuse Nation podcast with Sean and Joe.